Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast, episode 78. Today's episode is another installment in our series, Fraud Investigators, played using the Genesis role-playing system and set in the universe of Blizzard's StarCraft video games at the beginning of StarCraft II. For the story up to this point, visit our website, DiceyStories.com, where you can listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. Malorn's ship uh, does a quick buzz by the uh, the infested building. Not like firing any lasers or anything. Definitely getting closer than he needs to. Yeah. Comes back, uh, lands uh, in the like clearing in front of it where you two are, are standing. You're near the factory still? Yes, because I brought... You brought Old Red over. To be loaded with the spider mines. Yes, so he comes and uh, lands down there. He pops out. And he he almost looks like he's in good spirits. Strange as it seems. Because he just blew up some Zerg. That is almost certainly what it is. Look at that sweet piece he's driving. How could he not be in a good mood? <laughs> That's true. You just, you've always met, seen him when he does not in his ship. Yeah. Does Lily go over and check it out? Lily cracks her neck because she's going to need a little strain. But... <laughs> You know what? I almost think that cracking her neck or admiring a piece of machinery. Ah. Uh, yes, she goes, checks it out. Damn. It is very sleek. And like, this thing is screaming fast. Uh, it's clearly got some kind of like laser cannon mount. It's got some other kind of uh, device on the bottom. It's not part of the thrust. You don't know what that's about. So Lily goes over to examine it because it's an awesome vehicle. Imogen goes over because it's a piece of advanced tech. Like, you can see it's clearly got some kind of engine in the back. It's got a vaguely, like, these wing-like shapes, but they're not particularly aerodynamic. And this thing was screaming fast and highly maneuverable. Malorn, like, pops the hood. Uh, he leaps out. How is he decked out? Uh, he's in his full, like, warrior armor. Not so different from this picture, in fact, I would say. Because we haven't seen him that way before. What was he decked out at at the dwarf? He was decked out as Mal Ornery. Mal Ornery, that's right. Uh, nope, today it's full Protoss gear. Not ambiguous, large Terran female. Yes. He leaps out. Well, I can see why those Zerg aren't much help in your problem. I told you we were allied with them. There was no need to antagonize them. <laughs> he has the same exact railing that Aiden just got. <laughs> ah, but you- oh, you can skate the entire multiple times if you wanted. It's a new route. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and he's like, they shouldn't have been in Protoss space. <laughs> <laughs> These are ancestral Teldarim Lep- No. I am Protoss. I go where I want. Yeah, that's kind of more what it is. It's like, they have no right to stop me. They were never going to catch me. You just cost us two scourges who were going to help us deal with our problem. You just reduced our resources. Yes, but now you have me. So, relatively speaking, those two scourge. They probably would have just gotten in your way anyway. I'm going to roll getting tired on him anyway. All right. <laughs> it's not going to work. <laughs> Lily's just glad to see him, so... It's not an opposed role, so... But it's a failure. Oh, it is a failure. Like, either he doesn't really get what you're saying, or he just brushes it off. He just... He's in such good spirits about, like, Oh, I'm running some Zerg. Didn't even have to... They just killed themselves. Oh. And uh, it seems they don't even want to show themselves at all. Uh, you two are here. You have Old Red. Leaf is here, too. So, Lily, you're looking at this ship like, Wow, that's a really awesome ship. Like, I'd love to ride in that. Imogen, you're looking at the like, this tech is really amazing. And then you're like, looking at Malorn. 
I'm like, it's good to see you, Malorn. Nice ride. Indeed. The Death Fleet is much more comfortably equipped than your Dominion military. Leaf is like a gape at this. <laughs> I forgot about Leaf. Leaf's just like, whoa, what is that? Holy moly. You see how that thing, wow. You know this guy? This is the coolest ship ever. Malorn just kind of, who is this whelp? That's my cousin. I could hear the resemblance. And like his, his mood is just drained. Because <laughs> there's two of them. Or more. <laughs> this Terran is not specifically useful. Uh, useless Terran. The most common kind. Very well. You had some bodily misfunctions. Uh, he pulls out some... Do Protoss even have lungs? Do Protoss have lungs? I mean, some of them get high in terazine, but I don't know if that's they directly absorb it. No, I don't think they specifically have lungs. Then he, there's no way he can understand my problems. He might understand mine. Ever got blown up by a D8 deuterium bomb? Uh, deuterium, a primitive uh, explosive source. Hurts. When you are not properly shielded. One would imagine so. I was not. Well, then whose fault was this really? Oh, that was mine. <laughs> It's good that you accept this. <laughs> it was dumb. You just accept that you are Terra, that you are a lesser being. The sooner we can all move on. Lily <laughs> doesn't have a problem with that. She's like, look, it got me here. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. Knocked me clean out. Uh, he does, however. He's like, uh, I have some of these. And he has three painkiller sets. Uh, we recently acquired these from a Dominion vessel. You might be interested in them. They are useless to me. Uh, so he gives you guys those. Uh, right away. Nice. And this is so, a new day, so the, if yep. you take one, you will heal five. Okay. I'll take one. You want to take one, too? I have larger problems. Unless you are giving them to me to hold because you believe I will need to administer them to you. I feel like you can inject yourself with one right now, and then you and I should each carry one. Okay, yeah. So then I have eight wounds. So I can get shot once, maybe twice, without going down with that. It's a possibility. Carry one of the painkillers with you. So that you're uh, ready if you need it. Yeah, might be a good idea. But you still have a problem with lungs. Yes, your lungs are totally hosed. My problem okay. is is a three difficulty crit. Yes, you mentioned some sort of breathing issue. I don't understand why you don't simply absorb oxygen through your skin. That's much more efficient. I can't help it if you don't understand biology. I choose not to waste time. Learning things? <laughs> no, I just choose not to waste time. <laughs> but recently I acquired this from some of my uh, other Protoss brethren who were doing research into Terran physiology. He pulls out some strange device that clearly, like, it's got a respirator on it of some kind. Give me a three purple knowledge Protoss check. This is not an action, because it's just a re it's a reaction. Either of you can make this. I do not succeed. Okay. I probably won't, but why not? I have one advantage, which I think means that's a useful device. I mean, you could cover some strain. It looks like high-tech. It looks like, yes, designed to attach to Terrans. It looks promising. Yes. I have a failure and a threat. It's weird. Protoss tech. No telling what it could do. You can take a strain, Lily. Yeah, I will. We don't need deep. What, what did he say it was? All he says is uh, he acquired this device from some Protoss brethren uh. who are researching Terran physiology. And it's probably it's like researching Terran physiology. Sounds creepy to you. Oh, yeah, because I remember seeing a Zerg being researched on in a protoss. Yeah. So that's what I picture. I'll take that strain, yes. Yeah, you're not sure. Now he's 
This can definitely assist us in diagnosing, perhaps clearing out your primitive air filtration organ. Who do you want to administer this? How does it work? You put this over your, what passes for a face, where you ingest air. He doesn't call it snout or something? No, like, he doesn't have a nose. So, like, he doesn't... Plenty of animals do. Yes, but he doesn't, so clearly not needing a nose is a sign of superiority. (laughs) Now, if you could possibly sit still and sit quietly for a brief while, I understand this will be a great source of stress for you. I can administer the diagnostic and see if we can clear out of your weak lungs. At a minimum, we may be able to use this to keep your lungs clear for short bursts of time until you can find a more permanent solution. Have you ever considered sacrificing your mortal body to be reborn as a dragoon? Some Protoss do this. I don't know if you Terrans have any. What's a dragoon? When a Protoss warrior dies in battle, but is, you might call it a, a contract, uh, like a social contract to defend his people is not yet fulfilled. We take that body, still with some most of its memories intact, put it into a robotic shell, and he continues to fight as a great robotic warrior. You take an almost dead Protoss and you stick it inside a machine? That is correct, yes. Oh, wait, we saw those on whatever that place was. I can't remember the name of the place where I fought the bear. Uh, you probably did, yes. Browder? You saw these on Browder? Yeah, there was, I remember there was something like that there. And I remember, now I remember Dan mentioning it. Something sort of like that. Maybe Imogen didn't see it. Yeah, Lily was out walking around when Imogen was not, so. Okay. Lily might not say anything. She's just probably thinking, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and you, Lily, you've probably seen, you've probably fought with them, against them on the battlefield at one point or another. They're the size of siege tanks. They walk around on four legs and they fire these like photon blasts that are pretty nasty, but they're not the fastest creatures. They're known to, the robotics work pretty well, but sometimes they get kind of janky and they can clump up and they they have a hard time maneuvering. They're Imperial walkers? A little bit. They're not huge like that. Uh, But yes, sort of like the ATSTs, except on four legs. Uh, Yes, so he is going to attempt the medicine check. Okay, what is it? Does he actually have any medical skill? And how dumb is he? How dumb is he? <laughs> well, when's the last time he got himself blown up? Oh, yeah, good point. Let me think about this. Yeah, this he's dumb. He's got two intelligence. Uh, he does not inherently have a rank in medicine, but this device in this situation is giving him a rank. You can help him in this situation without penalizing the role, I will say. He's as smart as me. <laughs> not willful. Uh, he is probably a lot more willful, yes. It's the Protoss accent that makes him seem smarter. So what is your... He effectively has one rank and two intelligence. What is your situation, Imogen? I have one rank and three intelligence. So you can give him another green die. He is also benefiting from a blue from the, the device as well. So he's sitting at one yellow, two greens, and a blue against three purples. Is there, are there any tools you would like to deploy? I don't have any medical tools other than our kit, which only gives an advantage, which doesn't help heal crits. You have two story points. Ah, those sorts of tools. Yes. (laughs) Yes, I will use a story point. And this is Malorn's role, not mine. Correct. Malorn, useless Protoss. Does he fail? He fails. Oh, boy. He fails with three advantages. That is a bummer, Malorn. Let's see. Does he have any other resources available? All of his big talk. He sees this. He pulls off the device. How do you feel? The same as before. Then you only have yourself to blame. Ugh, should never have trusted this primitive technology. Didn't you just say this was developed by Protoss? By other Protoss. 
do not see these markings as belong to, at one time to what's known as the Daylam, the Iron Protoss, who are known to be weak. That's probably why they wanted to help. <sighs> Very well. We shall do this the proper way. Stay still. He puts his hands upon you. But uh, how bad is your crit? It's level three. What does it mean when he puts his hand upon me? Uh, he physically lays a hand. Does he put his hand on my chest where my lungs are? Does he even know where lungs are? No, he puts. He just puts it on like your shoulder. Okay. He puts it on your shoulder, and you can see his like tentacle, his hair tentacles, whatever they are. Shortened tentacles. They're somewhat shortened, yes. Uh, but they float up in the air a little bit, as though he's doing something. All right. Can Sayas? Yes, he puts his uh, his hand upon your shoulder. You see his tentacles rise up. He's not saying anything, but his eyes seem to glow. Oh, I totally want to attempt to psionically monitor this. Ah, that will be in action at this moment. Yeah, yeah, that's totally fine. Okay. I want to look at his ship some more. They're totally distracted. You can you could touch his ship. He probably won't even notice. I'll admire it. <laughs> How much adversary does he have? I think he's got two levels of adversary for the purposes of he doesn't have a character sheet. When people attack him, they don't just take the adversary penalty, but... I just meant what upgrades should I apply to the generic difficulty of this spell? You will take two upgrades of difficulty because he's like got a well-trained mind, but you also get to upgrade your own because he's like directly connected to you in this moment. Okay. I am going to use a story point, not to heal myself in any way, <laughs> because this will give me a green and three yellows for this check. Nelly. Unheard of levels of psionic awareness. <laughs> of course, I'm rolling against two reds and a purple. I am reading his surface level thoughts, and he is engaged. Yep. Four successes. And it cost me four strain. <laughs> but I succeeded, and uh, so I get his general emotional state and his surface level thoughts. Terrans are dumb. In the general emotional state, uh, as usual for Malorn, like, resigned frustration. You also, like, in, more in the background, you can sense, like, excitement in preparing for battle. But you're reading his surface level thoughts too, correct? Yeah, because I want to know, like, what is he psionically doing right now? Right. Gotta get milk and eggs and... <laughs> yeah, he's making his grocery list. Did I leave the oven on? <laughs> the word you hear, like, you keep hearing kind of repeated almost as a mantra, is like, purge, purge, purge. And then, like, as you're listening to this, you can feel things from your... that are stuck in your lungs, like, being forced out. And, like... You actually, like, puke uh, puke them up, uh, but they are cleared out of your system. I would like a two purple resilience check. I succeed with one threat. So it only costs you one additional strain, but you are healed. It is painful, uh, what he does, but it does clear your lungs. Mechanically, what is this doing? He, he fixes the crit. So he failed to fix it medically. He was able to fix it psionically? That is correct. He was the right guy to call. Quite possibly. Never trust a technology. That which a psionic link can solve. When half of the things you use psionically are done through aided technology anyway. One uses technology to augment, but the technology is nothing without disabilities. Now then, are these missile bays? Yes. <laughs> Don't touch that! <laughs> I was like, what's the speed on this thing? Looking at it, does it look like something that's really easy to pilot, or does it look like he must have been a good pilot to do the maneuvers he did? It looks like it's highly maneuverable. Right. In a sense, that makes it easy to pilot, but that means you're going to be piloting it in more dangerous situations. Right. I'm not looking to pilot his ship. I'm trying to assess what his ability is, if he's just kind of a normal pilot, or if, if I looked at that and I was like, yeah, that's some good piloting. Probably the latter. He clearly knows what he's doing. Yeah, okay. Uh, which, I mean, if he's on his own, he has to learn some things. 
Uh, he didn't crash the ship, which uh, is to his credit. I mean, this time, but, you know. Yeah. Sometimes that's how you have to get down. Sometimes. <laughs> the only way down is by falling. Lily can be impressed. She already likes Malorn, so that's just a point in his favor. That's true. Yeah, but he is... Do not touch that! You'll disrupt the graviton beam. Lily can admire it without touching. So how did or was you it Leaf? Leaf is just like, what is going on? Like, what's a graviton beam? And he definitely goes to touch it. Can I grab him? Yeah, give me a coordination check. Uh, it's opposed by his, so that is a red and two purples. Because he's fast. Nope. One threat. Nope, he's too quick. He goes, reaches up to it. This beam emits from the device very quickly and seems to grab onto Leaf and hoist him up into the air. He's like contained in a little bubble and he's just kind of like, oh my. Yeah, I don't think Lily was going to touch the ship. She knows not to touch another man's ride. You gotta respect it. Respect the ride. Uh, yeah, so Leaf is floating in the air with this thing. Lauren is looking at him like, is he needed? Aye. Are you certain? Is he needed in good health? If you have any hope of ever getting Landasha's things, you'll keep him safe. You are suggesting that I need your help to acquire Landasha's things. You do, or you wouldn't have come. No, I wish to further embarrass and denigrate her by having it stolen by Terrence. So, do not misunderstand me. You are useful to me in this fashion. But, seeing as that is something I desire, and you desire this fool to continue living, he goes over to the ship, pushes a button, and it quickly lowers it down to the ground. Oh! Oh, what was... Do it again! Do it again! That was incredible! (laughs) Do control him. Keep him under a tight leash. I feel like Leaf is like, what is your life? I mean, it's not often emotions see a technology that impresses them. This is true. They do not have, like, that kind of anti-gravity uh, technology. Malone looks to you and is like, when are these pirates arriving? When we get around to calling them. I don't have all day. Then I think we've prepared as many things as we can. Then we run through the plan with Malone. Yep, you advise him that you're going to send the Mayday, summoning Jackson's Revenge. You'll have about an hour to get ready. You expect it to enter atmosphere... You are going to be ready with Saffron for to sense it, you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Zerg are going to attack it and try to force it to the ground. You will attempt to be near there. What are we going to do about firing EMP? I might as well just stay in Saffron and run the sensors and... Keep Old Red nearby? Because the last thing I'm going to do is shoot the EMP. So I don't know if Imogen wants to be in Saffron with me and ride over on the Vulture bike. I mean, we can wait until they, we can get them to come out. And then shoot the EMP and run through with the vulture bike and drop the mines. That might work. The vulture bike can only carry two people. And even then poorly. So a question I have is how is Aiden intending to participate in this? Is he intending to go in with us? Yes, he's part of the ground team. He will be with two small packs of Zerglings with the rest of you under your direction, I should say. Then I think probably it makes sense for Lily to be in Saffron hidden in the infested building. So she's going to launch the MP and then hop on Old Red and zoom over. Okay. Get my good gun. I think the Owen doors should all already be in place in the field because the less penalties to handling really have to deal with the better. Okay. That sounds good. Malorn, do you have anything that's good for traps or ground ambush? The best ambush is a side blade right to the face. All right. Understood. That seems to be his style. So I'm hearing yes. 
Plus, if I'm in out in the field with Malorn, I can I can pester him. You can pester him. You can also keep him from murdering other people. Yes, I need to keep the Zerg and the Protoss from attacking each other. I need to keep Leaf from getting himself killed. I need to ask Malorn, how did you do that purge thing? Yeah, so Imogen's got to be like the den mother here, keeping things, uh, yes. I mean, are Malorn and Blight just having mind fights right now? You are not sure. <laughs> so I'm a level zero scion. <laughs> okay, you go to the factory, you set off the Mayday, you already know how to do this. We need to make sure we can get Saffron inside the infested building. Yes, so someone needs to do the streetwise check to send the Mayday, it'll only be two purples. And I think getting Saffron in, inside that building is two purples and a black. All right, so Willie will put Saffron inside the building and I'll make the streetwise to send the Mayday. Yeah, and you can take a blue because you had multiple pirates describe the process. Two advantages, so I can't get it in there. There's just like, the building in it, oddly enough, it was a science uh, facility, like science vessels could dock with it, but like there's infestation everywhere. You can't, you're not able to oh, find a good place to get in where you think you, you can get can't in. can't bring yourself to... <laughs> yeah, there's that too. But I'm, I'm a little relieved that I can't. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll heal some strain with that, but can I... Well, maybe I should pay it forward for... I can't do another piloting check. You can try a three purple check to like find a nearby place. Yeah, that's what I'd like to do is another look for another place. Is all this preparation one encounter? After this bit, you will get to heal strain before other stuff. So then could I um, use the two advantages for a blue die for the next piloting check? Yes, yes, you can. Does that consume both of them? Uh, it consumes one of them. Okay. Jen, were you looking to use like another encounter power because you felt like another encounter had passed? Or? It's just, we've been playing for multiple hours. And so I was wondering whether all the preparation counted as one thing or not, because we hadn't healed strain yet and we have second wind and things like that. I'm not looking to do any more psionic things. Right. I think it is fair to say that you're in the second encounter of this evening already. So yes, you could, guys can roll a cooler discipline, do have recovered strain and do your, your second wins again as you like. Oh, wow. I have five successes and a triumph. Yeah, I'll use my second wind, crack my knuckles. Just try to land this thing in the waist. Yeah. Does a triumph on strain recovery accomplish anything? Do you have thoughts on how to spend that? Um... Like you're feeling particularly focused. You feel good. Like you, you're feeling physically better and you've gotten all the pieces of this plan in place. You feel like this can work. Whereas yesterday... I could upgrade the check for the strain recovery at the end of this encounter. You can upgrade the streetwise check too, actually. You feel confident. I already rolled that. Oh, you already rolled that. Okay. Then yes, you can just upgrade the next one. How'd the streetwise check go? Two successes. Okay. You send off the mayday at the appropriate time. Uh, Lily, how did pilot to a ravine come by? One success and a threat. Okay. Saffron takes a system strain, but you find a place. Oh, that, I don't take the threat. Not personally. Saffron does. Yeah. Okay. Poor, poor Saffron. But it is doing okay. It's not as ideal a setup as you had. If you would have been inside, there's a good chance they're going to spot your vehicle. Okay. But you'll still be able to get a shot off. Right. Well, hopefully it won't have a chance to see. Oh, and I have to stand ready to run the sensors. Yeah. You guys are in position. Uh, you're waiting around. Aiden and Malorn and Leaf are with Imogen. And the place where you've pre-planned to Zerg to try to corral which is relatively nearby, but not immediately nearby, where Lily has Saffron and Old Red. Imogen, you're having to keep, like, Aiden and Malorn at a certain distance. They're generally not talking to each other, and it's generally kind of quiet. 
uh, during this period. Then I will ask Morn how he did that purge thing. And I will call it that purge that thing. That purge thing. His eyes narrow at you slightly. Because that's another on the very, very long list of things I didn't know psionics could do. It is an atypical usage of a method that is normally done to push the very blood out of your enemy. In this case, I did not focus on your blood. Yeah, explode people. If you wish to give it so primitive a description. You mean if I wish to use science to describe things? Your science is primitive, so yes. Against a capable opponent, there are many defenses to face, and a great deal of blood is a great deal to push out. What had infected your organs was a small amount, with a very direct passage out, so it was somewhat more easy to purge from the system. It is not a simple task, but one I have some degree of practice in. Thanks to my quick thinking, you get to breathe freely. Yes, yes, you're so wonderful. Uh, Aiden just keeps his distance, and, uh... Is like, not like talking to his Zerglings, but just kind of like going through the, the routine or whatever again with them, making sure they, yeah, tr- treating them like a war dog might be the closest thing, like a trained animal. Well, since this is a new encounter, I can use my psionic power again. You can. Would you like to do that now? I would. I would like to, after having harassed Malorn for a while, go over to check on Aiden. And while I am standing at an engaged distance away from him. Hi. I wish to check in on his mental state again. Yeah, you're, you're right there. Your Protoss friend seems keeping his distance, at least. We're all just trying to make use of each other here to get a job done. Hi. I realize that I never thanked you properly for coming to rescue me and for still setting things right now that I muffed it up again. So thank you. Are there any upgrades to listening in on Aiden's mind now that he's got Zerg buddy system in his head? Right. I had previously given you two blue dice. Yes. I think you still get those two blue dice. I was asking whether you were upgrading the difficulty. I have three things, so yeah, 100% I'm upgrading the difficulty. Because I want to do the surface level thoughts. I succeed with one threat. I don't know if there's anything terrible, horrible that can happen with one threat in a psionic thing. Oh, actually, yes. Yes, there are. You are poking around in his head. Uh, but you succeed. Uh, you do get, like, thoughts that you recognize to be, like, yes, these are things that Aiden would be thinking about. He's like, okay, we gotta do this. He's, like, talking to the Zerglings almost a little bit, it seems. Maybe it's all in his head. Maybe he's actually talking to them. You're not 100% sure. But he also, as he's talking to you, it kind of occurs to him. It's probably the last time I'll see Imogen for a long time. But that's the way it's gotta be now. You have a threat, however, in that you, once again quickly get shut out as you detect another presence there. And it's almost as like you detect an Aiden and like, ah, yes, as though he's responding to something. You're not sure what, but you feel a, another presence in there and you feel like you get pushed out rather suddenly. And you're not sure if it's intentional or just you weren't ready to deal with that. And you suffer a kind of like bloody nose as you take like two strain from that. And it's just like it jolts you back. Yep. I would like a cool check from you of just two purples. I fail with two advantages. Who would you like to have notice this between Malorn and Aiden? I mean, Aiden's right there, but he's distracted. Or if you, you're not sure, it doesn't make a big difference to you, I can intercede. Yeah, I can see that both could potentially be interesting, so I'll, I will let you choose. You catch yourself and you kind of step back a little bit. And, <laughs> and Malorn says, yes, your feeble Terran nose. Uh, yes. Uh, he looks at you. This is find anything of interest. 
Imogen steps back away, leaving Aiden to supervise his zergs, and she says to Malorn, Aye, he's still there. Perhaps a clever simulation, but... Uh, and she'll say he's not alone, but it is him. No zerg is ever alone. They're all connected somehow. Plenty of your people live that way as well. Not my people, no. The weak ire protoss function that way. Thank you not to compare us to those weaklings. Their kala is like a, a great web. They're all connected in seemingly random ways. The swarm is connected like a, a tree. And who sits at the root of that tree but the queen of blades? And your brother is but a leaf on that tree. He's like, what? Did somebody say something? <laughs> Comic relief? <laughs> Leaf's like, man, gone are the days when I was the only NPC. I got yeah. to be more serious then. <laughs> now the super serious guy is here. Jeez, man. <laughs> Even if he seems like he is still your brother, the Queen of Blades can make him do whatever she wishes. He might even believe himself to have free will. So you think she's just the Overmind all over again? She's probably worse. The Overmind had a singular purpose, it seemed. Her purpose seems to be mad revenge, or taking over the sector, or destroying my people. She's unpredictable. What was the Overmind's purpose? As best as my people know, its purpose was to invade Ire and overtake and wipe out the Protoss race. It at least partially succeeded. More than that, we don't know. Frankly, we don't really care to know. The Overmind is gone, so it doesn't really matter anymore. But the threat of Zerg still remains. Although I suppose a former Terran running the Zerg means that the Terrans are ever so slightly above Zerg in the sector pecking order. You still have a quizzical look. Malorn does not say that. That is the GM. <laughs> this is the Protoss' view of the sector politics, and Imogen remains flawed with ignorance. She's trying to figure out how all these things are going and like make some logical sense of it and, and things like that. But Right, so a lot of it is, and Imogen probably knows enough by now that most people don't know what the Overmind's purpose was. Very few people will have any sense of what it was. When the Zerg first showed up, was the Overmind already in charge then? Most people don't know. Most people assume so, yes. The people who probably had the best understanding of it, somewhat paradoxically, was the UED. They came in after the Overmind was present, but they clearly done their research on it. And make a two purple knowledge Terran check, actually. Complete wash. You're not 100% sure what the UED's purpose in the sector was, other than somehow protecting Earth from the Zerg. Like, what their, what their means to that end was. Everybody else seemed to be implying that they had come to take over. Yes, that is the local agreement about what the UED was about, that they were a conquering expeditionary force. But you're suggesting they were doing this as a sort of preemptive thing to present Zerg from getting to Earth? Uh, you've seen part of a propaganda video suggesting that statement. Neiman still seemed focused on stopping Zerg. Yes, very much so. But yes, I guess the UED, you know, they seem to know an uncannily amount about Zerg for being very far away from the threat. Oh my goodness, did they make the Overmind? No, that's, uh, you know, conspiracy theories. Yeah, it's just like trying to figure out, like, why were the Zerg after the Protoss? And where does this fit in the timeline with the Confederacy weaponizing Zerg? And it's a whole big jumble. I understand that there's a video game that requires groups to fight each other, but... Yes, and now we've deviated from that, so it's like, why? Uh, look, your option was stupid story involving end of the universe and dark gods or whatever we're doing. Right. So Imogen's still trying to figure out what we're doing. So complicated politics is the answer. 
Well, they share that psionic thing. So there may be some sort of unspoken territorial thing or something. <laughs> it's true. You're I mean, crowding they, our psionic airwaves. Right. Or your way is, is possible is bad because it's violating it or polluting it or nobody knows why they're fighting. They've just been at it for so long. That is possible by now, too. Imogen is also trying to fit it into the perspective that Aiden has been given. Right. And it's like there you've gotten some sense of goals up to the point of removing Mixk. Which I can understand. I can understand if the Queen of Blades still retains part of Kerrigan's humanity. Why does she feel betrayed? That's because of something that happened when she was a Terran. And she's still holding on to that. Therefore, she still possesses some part of Sarah Kerrigan. That's Imogen's perspective. Right. So there's there's hope for her brother that he retains some part of who he is. Yes. But when other things are introduced, like, oh, but the Zerg are also, you know, like, tearing up Taldarim space. Then she's like, all right, but why is that happening? Other than Zerg are hungry, ravenous monsters. A little from column A, a little from column B, a little that Taldarim are also ravenous monsters. Uh, and maybe Queen of Blades doesn't have quite the firm handle on things that everybody assumes she does. Maybe she's a little bit bonkers, too, being infested. You're not sure. Uh, maybe power corrupts. I don't know. Lily, what are you up to? I'm running. Because it's great. I get to run and I don't have to talk. I'm getting Old Red and taking him over to, I guess Old Red is a he now over to Saffron so that I can be ready to run the sensor sweep. and You know, for some reason, I have always thought of Old Red as a he and Saffron as a she. Well, I think of Old Yeller, I think, and that's why. <laughs> uh, okay, you're getting that ready, Lily. You get back to the ship. Snowball is there in circling form, poking around a bunch, but followed to where you landed, it seems. Okay. Uh, it's kind of makes like a, a scratch on the ground. Uh, make a knowledge zerg check. Make an ancient hieroglyphics check. Yeah. It's just in cursive. Uh, two purples. You get a blue, though. Two advantages and two failures. Snowball wants something, but you don't know what. I don't know what he wants. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, buddy, what'd you see? <laughs> Which is probably what he just told me. Uh, perhaps. Basically, I'm going to do what I'm, I do with my cat. I'm going to go into the ship and be like, you coming in or you staying out? <laughs> Snowball comes in. Okay, and then I close it up and I get ready to run the sensors. And I don't know if he's doing anything, but whatever he was trying to tell me, I didn't get. He seems to be looking at you expectantly. <laughs> he doesn't know you didn't understand. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm not trying to keep him in the ship, so I'm not going to try to bribe him. Oh, I asked him, did you find some creep? He continues to like look at you. He doesn't really seem to understand your, your language much anymore. Like Since he doesn't have the tech, you remember. That's fine. Okay, so then I'm going to go back and get ready for the sensors. Unless he seems more insistent, then... He's, like, following you more closely than normal. Okay. You, like, stay in the cockpit area, you... Yeah, because I'm going to... I need to run the sensors and then shoot the MP and then... Snowball transmogrifies into Terran form and, like, taps you on the shoulder, but it's like a creepy, really flabby <laughs> tap. There's no bone structure there. What's up, buddy? <laughs> oh, he wants candy. How much candy do I have? Your supplies are getting low. I think when I fed him just like yesterday or whatever, a piece of candy, right? Yeah. But I have the thermos of creep. He's got to eat your vegetables. Yeah. So I open up the thermos and I show him and I probably just give him the thermos. Honestly, I'm not going to be able to communicate with him. I give him the thermos of creep. 
Okay. You you give him the thermos of creep. I mean, if I'm manually filling a thermos of creep from outside every time, we'll just have to do that. But yeah, he like blobs a hand, and, like sticks it in there. Yeah. I'm like that seems kind of nice. Goes over to sit. I thought he was like, eh, and I'm like, I know, buddy, I know. <laughs> it's not ideal. I know. You gotta have your nutrients. All right. Uh, we're going to end an encounter there, so you can roll cool or discipline to recover your strain as we begin the as you get a ping on your system. Okay. That a ship is entering atmosphere. So give me a purple and a red perception check. Two advantages and a failure. You were able to track that a ship came in. It seemed to jump right into the atmosphere, which is uncommon. Okay. And you tell it entered the atmosphere, but you're losing tracking of it. You can get a vague sense of where it is, but you can't get a firm lock on it. And you like switch to visuals for a second. And like your all your information says like it should be like in this visual area. You cannot see a thing in that region, though. Okay. So was that my sensor sweep, or is that... That, that was like a, a basic sensor sweep. Okay. So can I run my sensors again? Uh, tell me how, what you're doing differently. What am I doing differently? Let me put it this way. What different skill are you using to... Oh, I was thinking of using computers. Okay. You're using computers? Yeah, maybe just to check for cloaked objects. Okay. You decide to run a more intense cloaking scan. Yeah. I mean, I could look for life signs, too. That might be better. That is also an alternative. I don't know that it's cloaked. So, yeah, I'll do life signs, because then if I find a bunch of little ones flying through the air, then that's probably them. Yeah, so you're going to try to blacklist all the German gliders. I mean, no, I don't I don't mind knowing where the German gliders are, either. It would be nice to know where everything is. Right, but you want to, like, you want to find the one thing you're interested in. Yeah. Uh, so you'll filter those out. Yeah, okay. Uh, it's still going to be a red and a purple, but you get a blue dye. Okay. And then it's computers. Yep. Because, I mean, I'm like a pilot scout. I got to run computers every once in a while. That's right. One success and an advantage. You, in fact, are able to track them, read them. They do have some kind of advanced cloaking technology, which is you've never heard of being applied to a battlecruiser. That's just way too much energy uh, to be able to cloak. Uh, so you're not sure how they're managing that. But I bet it's enough to cloak a science vessel. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, <laughs> if you could power it off your reactor. Right. The reactor the power is might be bigger than your ship can handle. We've got three sides we can attach things to. <laughs> gotta balance out old red. Okay, one of those sides has to be the entrance, right? Just stick a giant reactor on uh, the other side. And <laughs> it's Franken's science vessel. Saffron with four black dice of handling. Or two if you're Lily. <laughs> okay, so you are able to detect them, you just need to funnel this information to the Zerg somehow so they can fire upon it if it's going to be cloaked. She calls us and Aiden talks to the Zerg. Yeah, can I send it to Imogen? Yes, you can definitely send it to Imogen. Then I'll do that. I mean, I'm assuming that radio, like our radio stuff wouldn't be detectable, but... Yes, absolutely. You probably are able to detect this stuff because it's putting out so much energy. Yeah. The cloak is primarily visual and it masks the energy somewhat, but it's just a lot. Well, yeah, they, they got fancy. expecting to be up against a science vessel. Yes. <laughs> Most people with cloaking capabilities aren't planning on that. <laughs> you, Imogen, have this information. You've got like a little readout on like a data pad or something. You give this to Aiden. It's like, I, I'll try to relay this as best I can. A little bit might be lost in translation. They were expecting I'd be in the room and I could just turn around and tell him, huh? <laughs> uh, it's just like, if you had like a squad of Marines who were with you, you could just like broadcast this straight to their helmets. Yeah. So they could sort of get the, like the heads up display. 
You don't exactly have that with the Zerg. You have some tools to assist, but it's not exactly the same. So Aiden will make his... Is Aiden doing psionic things? Like, do the Zerg work by psionic pathways? Uh, they communicate in a fashion similar to that, is what he tells you. He's like, I need, I need you to feed me the most relevant information, though, Imogen. My question is, is he worried about how he will communicate these ideas to the Zerg, or is he worried about his ability to, like, send the messages? It's the difficulties in, I see this little picture here. I need to get that picture to the right Zerg, the right devourer, but from their sort of perspective, from where they're going to be. If you're up flying in the air, but you get this picture from down here, you gotta figure out, okay, where am I? What does that mean that this ship is from where I'm at? So it's just like a challenge in perspective, and it just requires like a certain level of coordination. Uh, so what I, what I actually want is for you, Imogen, to make a leadership check to like coordinate this effort. Okay. Uh, so give me a three purple leadership check. I did have an advantage. Can I give that to her? Yeah, you can pay a blue die. You've got a particularly like clear uh, set of depictions. I have failure with one advantage. I'm not a natural leader. Okay, so it's a little bit harder. Uh, the Zerg are going to make their attack, uh, but they're going to have a much harder time of it because it's relatively cloaked. All right, these Zerg are going to attack, but they're going to have to do so at penalties. I want to see how they do as interesting. Okay, interpret that and interpret this. Okay, you guys look up in the sky. You see several Zerg flyers, these huge devourers, which are like giant balls. They're not balloons. They're relatively quick. And most of them is mouth that sprays some horrible acid. Uh, they aren't able... So they're like Pac-Man? Yeah, kind of like Pac-Man, except like black and purple, uh, primarily. Uh, but yeah, actually, yeah, I guess uh, flying Pac-Man is a good way to think about them. One of them is able to still land uh, a hit, even though it is cloaked. It's, it's just hard to relay that information. The other one, it doesn't manage to connect and do damage, but it does manage to land a hit directly on the engines. And you see those sputter for a second. Lily, you can tell on your readouts, they lost like their their left engine and they're going, they're going to have a hard landing very shortly. Okay. Excellent. Our forecasts have paid off. So kind of a normal landing. <laughs> they're going down. Let's see how good their piloting is. This could be a hard, hard time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think what happens is their ship is going to take a vehicle crit of some kind. Well, good. We never want it taking off again anyway. I mean, unless you want a battle cruiser. That's right. The only way to prevent Jackson from coming after the own doors is to become Jackson. That is one solution to this. Think of all the things. We could bolt stuff all over that thing. <laughs> so much surface area. What is a 23? Ooh, shrapnel spray. Excellent. We've suffered that ourselves in the past. I will just say that everyone inside... When you encounter a person, they will have to make a hard resilience check to see how bad the shrapnel spraying was to them. Did it injure their layouts? Possibly. <laughs> the ship itself is in relatively good condition. The people inside the ship, maybe not so much. Uh, as this ship comes in for a hard, hard landing, uh, and you guys are in position. Coming in hot. Lily, give me a quick two purple pilot check to get Old Red to your friends quickly. Is Old Red a pilot or a driving check? Oh, it's a driving check. Okay. I assume you want to get there. I have to shoot the EMP if I can. Oh, you have to shoot the EMP. That's right. Gunnery check. Long range. Three purples. It is... Oh, you can see through the cloak. That's not a problem for you. Mm -hmm. It is just three purples on this EMP. The ship itself is a level of adversary, so 
upgrade one of those to red. I am going to use a story point and a flashback. Please set the scene. Last time I did it with gunnery, I was shooting the Amato cannon. So what should it be? Could it either be shooting something again, or it could be being on the ship that's getting shot. Since I, I say it could be on the receiving end. Yeah, why don't I? Maybe I'm even on Jackson's Revenge while there's a battle or under attack. Yeah, I think you're on Jackson's Revenge. You're on a battle against some forces. It's a battle, so you can't even tell what's going on. There's uh, like lasers flying everywhere. People are screaming. Jackson is barking orders. Your job is the gunner. You're charging up the Yamato cannon again, and you look out the bridge deck and you see, oh no, uh, there's a missile coming your way. Well, Lily's a woman of few words, but she says, oh shit, because that's one of her words. And Jackson knows when you say something, it's usually important, because you don't say much. <laughs> He's like, all crew supporting, status, we're being hit! You get hit with a missile of nondescript form, or may or may not be an EMP, and Jackson's Revenge gets hit with this huge missile, and you're... Memory is just enveloped in flame. Okay. A little natural amnesia on that one, probably. Probably a little bit. Let's see if that helps me roll this one. Four successes. Wasn't traumatized by it, so... Okay. You launch your EMP uh, just as this thing is, like, hitting the ground. Bam. Uh, one. That wipes out the cloak. Nice. On this vessel. So those of you on the ground near can now see it. I mean, it was pretty clear when it came in and something landed hard on the ground. That was why we chose the EMP. To uh, uncloak ghosts. (laughs) That is true. That definitely worked. The engines are definitely down uh, for a while as well, because they already took a significant amount of damage. What's not down are the front turrets. Those are still active. But we were playing on approaching from the rear. That is correct. Okay. So how does it land? Which direction is the rear? Towards the bottom of this page is the rear. Okay. The, like, back-left thrusters are the ones that were totally hosed. Uh, that's where the devourers hit the most. That's where you think the metal is most weakened. But it's up to you where you really want to go. You had some expressed some interest in like trying to lure them toward the factory. Uh, you're not sure what they're going to do since they had such a hard landing. Yeah. Uh, if they're going to go to the factory immediately or if they're going to just like try to do some repairs. What do you do? Are those back engines, are they on fire? There's like acid on the outside. What I'm, what I'm wondering is if somebody's going to deal with that problem. Are people going to have to come outside to deal with that problem? Probably people will have to come outside to permanently deal with that problem. Whether they do that right away or not is up for debate. But if you were in this situation, you would come outside and you would want to like clean the gunk out right. of these things. You'd have to have someone like call the inside, like, all right, fire the try it now kind of thing. So it might be good if Aiden has some of his Zerglings positioned for that. Okay. Because, you know. If this is a Zerg attack and no turns are involved, then Zerglings are the ground things and they would want to eat anybody they saw. Alright, now, Zerglings don't eat. Okay, they might tear them to pieces. I just want to make that clear. Okay, I've been bitten by one before. Aye, because they're made of teeth and claws. I don't know if you noticed, the recipe for Zerg is choose between teeth and claws, maybe add wings, optional spines, and hard shell. It's not complicated. I'm not debating Zerg physiology with you. I'm asking you to send some Zerglin over there. Aye, yes. There's none of that on Snowball. Never been. <laughs> Not a single one of those things. He's an atypical Zerg. Maybe a little bit of teeth. The Snowball, the Snowflake. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you send some Zerglings down there to the back engines. Now you're like in position. You can almost be ready before they have any people out. Is that what you want? Or you want to let the people get out and then 
charge at, at then maybe I'm getting too complicated here. I think in a an ideal world, what I would like is us Terrans to be able to attempt to sneak on board the ship through some sort of weakened area while the Zerglings are creating a distraction of being like, this is our main attack. Okay. So if that means I need to evaluate the exterior of the ship and be like, what's a good acid splash for those of us with side gauntlets to go cut through? Right, right, right. No, you don't need to evaluate that. You can see pretty clearly. It's like around the corner from the engines, and there's not an obvious exit there anyway. Uh, so you can send your Zerglings around the back. That should attract a lot of attention. There's a small possibility. There is a possibility, I'll say, that people will come towards the back and see you, but that is the risk that you take. Yeah. If we can enter through a weakened area as opposed to a traditional door, then I think that's better. Yes, you can definitely do that. Okay. And of course, we want Lily with us. So, you know, we can (laughs) hide behind her. So what I'll say happens is they come down hard. They get hit with an EMP almost instantaneously uh, with this. Uh, You see the cloak kind of drop and shudder. You see a lot of sparking in various places and... Uh, you see someone, like, climb out the top. Uh, like, they've clearly opened some hatch, and they've got, like, a, a toolkit with them, and they're running towards the back. Uh, and, like, there's two people who come out to, to do that, I'll say, who are uh, clearly going to make some repairs of some sort. They do have sidearms on them, but your best guess is this is what passes for non-combatants. So you've sent your Zerglings that way? What shape do they look like? What do you mean shape? Oh, are, how hurt are they? Yeah. Oh, let's find out. You know, like, is this either their face all bloody or... Yeah. Two arms, two legs. Uh, One of them is totally fine. One of them is like, he's got blood that... He's got a peg leg and an eye patch. He's actively bleeding. And like, he's just kind of carrying stuff, trying to keep up, but he's he's holding his ribs in. Like, he clearly took a nasty hit in the crash. But the other person seems to be totally fine, was wearing their seatbelt. We can start trying to like, cut our way in before Lily arrives. That is a good point. Your Zergling is going to deal with that. You four currently. Do you want a group stealth check? Yeah, let's just make a group stealth check. Like it's just, just two purples. You're just trying not to be obvious. But I mean, you're going to start cutting in the side, so it's going to become clear. Does Malorn have any special psionic stealth helper? Uh, he's got the illusion thing, but... He's got shielding, but I don't think he has cloaking. He does not have cloaking. Yeah, Aiden is... Well, I guess Leaf, Leaf was the sneaky, sneaky port. Yeah, Leaf is probably your best bet for stealth. So we'll have him make the roll. Uh, he gets some success. Uh, so you're not obviously noticed. Uh, we'll say that. As you get back, you can see there's a spot where this purple acid is... It's not so much eating into the metal as it's sort of melding with the metal a little bit. And the metal just looks like it's warped in some way. Probably weaker. Well, I'm ready to attempt a can opener maneuver if Malorn is. All right, ignite your side gauntlet. I succeed with an advantage, actually. Uh, Malorn is, uh, he, he has not ignited his as yet. He's sort of waiting on you. Show me what you can do. I succeed with an advantage? You succeed with an advantage, like he wants you to strike at it. <laughs> well, hopefully I can hit the side of a barn. I'm not sure. Just give me a, like, two purple check. This is Brawl I said it uses? Yeah. Just a two purple, you say. That's what it would be to attack a normal person. Yes. Take a blue die, because it's a nice big wall. It's about how much damage you're doing. I have one success and one advantage. Yes, and this stuff, you can tell it is cutting like butter. It's definitely weaker than normal Neo Steel. So that's four, but one advantage is not enough to activate the crit. 
there's not really anything to crit on this uh, part of the ship. Well, I mean, like, particularly damage a panel. I mean, we're breaking into the ship here, so... Right, you're breaking into the back part of the ship. You cut your way in, then Malorn ignites his... I do all the work, and then Malorn pretends he did. That's what I just heard. Ah, perhaps. He says, you're finally learning. And then he ignites his blade. Make actually a two purple vigilance check. This is called doing, not learning. (laughs) I succeed with two threats. You actually suspect that, like, Malorn had, like, a hard time just for a second igniting his blade. (laughs) That perhaps he rolled his awesome psi skill and it did not work, even with a nice easy check. I see. He fails his cool check and uh, (laughs) he was attempting to cover up his... He was. He almost had you... His failure to perform. Yep. You know, uh, he's been doing a lot of side things today. It happens to a lot of Protoss when they get older. And he's old. I mean, look how wrinkly his face is. His face is pretty wrinkly, and that's the only measure of how old a Protoss is. Yes, you cut open the door just as we flash over to Lily. (laughs) Yep. Lily, give me a vigilance check of a red and a purple as you're blitzing by. Two successes, a triumph, and a threat. You can take a personal strain. You see there's a couple of pirates uh, that are outside. They're fiddling with the, like, front turret. It looks like they're converting it to, like, an anti-aircraft turret, like a self-powered thing. You know if they get that going, they might be able to, like, clear the skies enough for them to take off again, provided they get their engines working, too. You just know that's a significant risk. Okay. But they have not noticed you, oddly enough. They're very focused on what they're doing. You should drop a spider mine right between their legs. I mean, you could drive by and drop a spider mine. It's up to you, or you can carry on. They do have some sort of shotguns on their backs. Okay, what's kind of a reckless thing to do? Yeah, I'm going to drive by and drop a spider mine. Present! I was trying to decide if I wanted to stop and shoot at them, but then I forgot about the spider mines. (laughs) All right, yeah, you have the spider mine set up. Give me a driving check. This is going to be a red and a purple. You can get an upgrade because they did not see you coming, so this is your triumph. Oh, okay. Two advantages. You come, like, roaring through the trees. You saw them. They didn't see you. Uh, You try to get close. They see you, like, when you're still a little bit distance away. Uh Uh-huh. I will say this. You can still choose to drop the spider mine close to them, such that it'll probably blow up on them, but they'll get a shot off on you if you do so. Yeah, oh yeah, I'll take it. A shot with the anti-aircraft thing? No, 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 with their shotgun or whatever. Doesn't matter. <laughs> it matters for old Red. Yeah, I know. That's true. I mean, it doesn't matter for the decision. She's got her mindset. She's going to do the thing. Yeah, and I keep saying shotgun. It's more like a little, like, submachine gun. Yeah. Not a super big, not like a big assault rifle, but a medium range uh, weapon. Yeah, this wasn't a safe, the safe choice would have been to totally ignore them and sneak past them. Yes, uh, but you are in a fast moving vehicle, so I'll give them a black die for that. Yeah, I wouldn't mind upgrading them. Okay, you want to spend a story point to upgrade their difficulty? Yes, that way I can save my getting shot at for going inside. Give me a chance. That's probably good. Uh, They have a yellow and two greens against a red, a purple, a black. Uh, They do succeed, uh, but they do have a threat, so you're going to blow past them. Question, Uh how healthy are they? Good point. Let's roll us some of that right now. One of them is fine, as before. The other one uh, is a little bit, he's got some... Some scrapes on his shoulder. Again, he was not wearing his seatbelt. He has a hook hand. He's got a hook hand. I'm going to run out of pirate things to say about these injured people pretty soon. One of them has a parrot on his shoulder because he's injured. You do get hit, though, Mm -hmm. for seven damage. 
Okay, but you drop off your spider mine right in their face, just about. Yeah. Can you roll for me a three yellows against two purples to blow these people up? It is three successes and a threat. These pirates are blown up. So what's the threat? Is that to me or is that to Old Red? That is to you. No, that's to you personally. Okay. So the pirates are blown up, but there was no advantages. Does that mean that their gun is actually still okay and other pirates could come out and set it up? Other pirates could come out and set it up. That is correct. Uh, but like you've taken out two more of those pirates. They're not going to know right away that those people are gone. Do you want to plant the other spider mine there? That's a possibility. By the chart? Yes. All right. You Do I ever... Plant a spider mine. You'd think I'd save them because I was waiting so long to get them, but... It's just too exciting to deploy them. Oh my gosh. Okay. You have spent all your spider mines? Yes. Yes, we have. Uh, You're pretty sure that'll go after anyone that goes near it, so you blitz out of there right away. Yeah, hopefully I remember that. Uh, And you get down just as uh, Imogen tears a hole in this sidewall. All right. As you tear a hole in here... I do tell them Spider-Mine in the front. Yes, that is good to know. Give me a vigilance check, Imogen, of two purples, just as you to quickly assess what's going on. Am I here at this point? Yeah, you are just now rolling up as Imogen is leaping in fearlessly. Courageously? Courageously. But am I close enough to give you the blue die? That's probably a question. Yes, she gets one blue die. I've had two threats on the vigilance check that was to notice Malorn had messed up. Was anything happening with those... Like, do you want a black die on this vigilance check? Because I'm a little distracted. I think a black die, it's probably like you thought he was, he could handle this without any issue whatsoever. Your confidence in his abilities is shaken. (laughs) I I thought he was awesome. He keeps saying he's awesome. I have success with four advantages. Okay, you can see this area is definitely mostly sleeping quarters. And you can see there is a pirate on the other side. He's futzing like with the engines from the inside. But there's like a pistol on the table right next to you. And what is his condition? Let's find out what his condition is. He looks winded more than anything else. Like he's sitting down, actually, let me rephrase that. He's sitting down. Uh, He's taken some scratches, but not everything. He's not totally wrecked. And where's this pistol you mentioned? On the table right next to him. So he could pick it up. And where am I? You're on the other side of the room, medium range. Okay. So you could burn the strain, charge him, and he's probably noticed that something is cut into the side of the hall. I am less confident on my ability to damage somebody than I am on my ability to manipulate the environment. If there's a way I can get that gun out of his reach, I would prefer that. I mean, you could shoot the gun and then like send it skittering. Well, I mean, I'm happy to like charge in and just like crash into the table so it goes skittering away. Oh, yes. You could like run up and flip the table. Okay. I would require a brawl check to do that because like it's taking you two maneuvers to get there, right? Or you're going to do something with a ranged item. I don't think one guy warrants entering into a combat, but... Okay, can I shoot the gun off the table? Yes, that'll be a trick shot. Okay, I have to turn off the side blade, right? Or can I shoot if the side blade is on? You cannot shoot if the side blade is on, no. Okay, turning on the side blade is maneuver. Is turning it off incidental? Turning it off is incidental, yeah. Okay, so we turn off the side blade... Quick draw my pistol, move in so that I'm short range. Okay. Take a second maneuver to aim. Yep. And then I attempt to shoot away the gun. I have a success and advantage on the roll on my trick shot. Okay. You blast the gun. It gets pushed off the edge of the table and like behind some boxes. 
Uh, so someone would have to take like a couple maneuvers if they wanted to get it. This guy obviously sees that. He freaks the heck out. Well, he makes a cool check. He was not expecting this. This is not a mission briefing, which he certainly does not receive. Because they don't do them. Yeah, so from his perspective, some Terran just comes charging in, shoots the gun off this table. Like, that's a bad time, but the person didn't shoot me, so... This person, like, ducks into a closet. They just jump into the closet and close the door. Okay. They don't want to deal with that. Can I take this advantage as healed strain, or...? Yeah, you can heal a strain. Uh, you don't see anyone else in the room right now, and, like, the rest of you can file in. That person was working on the engines, you said? They were definitely working on the engine, yes. All right. My next order of business is to sabotage that engine, then. Okay. Which I feel is mechanics. Yes. Uh, Lily, you get in here about the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything in particular that you do? I certainly tell Lily that there's a, a pirate who fled into that closet. Got it. So I guess I have my frying pan laser yep. with me today, which I need to rename. And I go over to the closet. You go over to the closet. Malorn is right behind you. Can I lo- just lock the closet or push something in front of it? It could be athletics to physically push something, but it could also be skullduggery is what I used to... Yeah, if you want to jam it, it's skullduggery. If you just want to push a big box uh, in front of it. I want to just push a big box in front of it. Okay. How hard do you want to make it for the person inside to try to push it back out? That determines how hard your athletics check is. I mean, I guess I could just shoot him. But we may need prisoners. I don't know. You know what? I ask Imogen. Are we taking prisoners? Or do we need prisoners? No. We need people able to spend the story that the ship is completely destroyed. Okay. So then I'm going to try to make it be... I'd like them to have to use three purples. Okay. So does a three purple check. Uh, for you lethal assist, I'll give you a blue die. Okay. So, like, huge, bulky Malorn follows her along, but then skinny little Leaf slides in between, and, like... Malorn's getting ready to, like, cut this guy, and they're like, well, we can just trap him in here. He loses interest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if the guy wants to come out, I'm sure that Malorn will happily... Well, let's see how I do. How Leaf and I manage. Three successes. Okay, yeah, you stuff a big, heavy set of boxes in the way. Do you say anything to the guy? Like, you know he's in there. No, I don't. Okay. <laughs> Leaf might say something, but Lily's like, <laughs> she grabs That's her gun. That's you mess with the Oondars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was my attempt to be Leaf. I apologize if my voice was too high. <laughs> it just sounds too much like Imogen to me. Yeah, well, I didn't want to make my voice too low because he's very excitable. Yeah, that's right. That's what you get when you mess with the Oondars. Yeah, Leaf almost certainly interjects. Lily just takes her gun and I'm going to head down the hall or whatever and see if there's anybody down there. Okay, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, Imogen, you are trashing these engines. As uh, effectively as my mechanical knowledge allows me to. Right. I think this is a hard check. Because they are powered down, it's just harder to force things to overload. Your toolkit does help here, though. Yeah, I mean, overload or just remove crucial parts, stick them in my bag for saffron, you know. Uh, you know what? There's also a black die, because, like, this is a mishmash of different systems and technologies. It's hard to follow if you don't know what's going on. All right, a black die. But I have a knack for it. Well, there you go. I'm so knacky. One success and two advantages. You don't destroy the engines, but you're making it harder for them. They're going to have to come back inside, probably, and fix this, even if they degunk the engines. Do you anticipate people rolling to fix these engines? That the advantages need to apply black dice to them, or...? Uh, no, I don't think you need to necessarily worry about that. Okay, then... I will say, however, that all of you hear a radio cackle. Yeah, I was gonna say, I'd rather have my advantages tell me useful things than deal with strain. 
Yes, you hear a radio cackle from inside the closet. Oh. You hear like an angry sounding person. I want to report what's going on back there right now. And like, that's the voice over the radio. You can't really make out a response necessarily, but you just hear, what, what do you mean we're being boarded? Crap. We've been discovered. You've been listening to Fraud Investigators, set in Blizzard's StarCraft universe, and played using Fantasy Flight Games' Genesis role-playing system. Our GM was Dan, and our players were Lex and Jen. For the serialized narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at DiceyStories.com. Our music comes from Purple Planet Music. Visit them at purple-planet.com. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories reminding you, don't be dumb.